Welcome to On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people. Today we will be talking to Angie Parr as part of our series on cornering. This will be in the, the last episode in the series. We, I interviewed Brian Dobler along with Tony from Diamond Muay Thai up in Canada. As always, if you'd like to reach me, you can follow me on Instagram, Matt Lucas Muay Thai, or email me at a period Matt period Lucas at gmail.com. Thanks, as always, to all the people that have supported me so far, sharing the podcast, leaving reviews. If you'd like to leave a review, that would be super helpful. You can do so on the iTunes store. I want to personally thank a few people, Vinny Scotto, Patrick Rivera, Dave Brooks, Sean Madden, Waddell Galano, Chris Tran. Uh, when my camera broke, they helped me out. I recently put up a behind-the-fight with Quan Jai Suo Tawan Lung. I believe that was last week. Quan Jai is slated to fight Mariana Scambati later this month. It got rescheduled because Mariana fighting out Phuket Fight Club was a little sick. So it should be a very, very interesting fight. Quan Jai is coming off of a win against Teresa Wintermeyer from Chiang Mai. Teresa, a very, very seasoned foreign fighter. So we'll see what happens when she takes on up-and-coming Marina Scambati. As always, after years of hard work, studying, and being in the game, I decided to publish a Muay Thai encyclopedia. This is called I'm Fighting in Thailand, a clear guide to the sport in the motherland. It goes over scoring, matchmaking, picking a gym, fight styles, gambling, and much more. It also has a series of interviews with long-term expat fighters, including Michael Savas, Willie Whipple, Lisa Brealey, Angela Chang, and others. It is a definitive guide to help clear up questions and help people understand the game. You can get your copy off of Amazon. It is both print and ebook. Thanks to my sponsors, Nakamoy Legends, for their continued support of the show. They create some great Muay Thai apparel with portions of the proceeds going back to the legends they celebrate. All the superstars have been paid for their images as well. You can check out their gear at www.knockmoylegends.com. Use On Fighting to get 15% off your order. So a little bit of a heads up. There's some slight, slight technical issues in this episode. There was a moment of lag about 10 minutes into the interview with Angie. And in addition, a pause at one point, maybe 40 30, 40 minutes in when we pause the recording for some errand stuff. So, But it's a great interview. Next in the series, I will be doing a series on Muay Thai Gram. It will include a series of interviews with the sponsored athletes, uh, Omar Halalbi, Brogan Stewart, Angela Chang, and Jaleel Barnes, along with the founders of the project, Brett Halvacek, uh, Alfredo Perez and myself. So a little bit about our guest today. Angie Parr is a very, very decorated fighter. She started fighting at 17 years old. She started in Victorville in Southern California with William Siri Paya, 
I think his name was Bull. Then in when she was about 19, she moved to Master Toddies in Vegas. She had a total of 47 fights uh, between boxing, MMA, and Muay Thai. She had eight belts in the States, um, including uh, overseas belt, an amateur Thailand championship belt. She went over to the Gold Coast in Australia uh, in 2002 and helped out with Boonchu Jim, which is her husband and her run. Uh, he, of course, is Wayne Parr, or John Wayne Parr is his fight name. She has several children, uh, Jazzy Parr, Jasmine Parr, who is an active fighter, along with her son, Jesse, who we mentioned in the show. So without further ado, the interview with Angie Parr. Thank you so much, Angie, for coming on the show today. It's really great talking to you. Um, I really appreciate your, you taking your time out. How are you doing? Yeah, thank you. I'm really good. Um, just finishing late uh, training at the gym. I'm not training. Everybody else is training. And uh, we just get home, have dinner, and then sit down and we'll have this interview. Awesome. Um, you've had... Boonchu, or you've been involved in Boonchu since 2002, um, and obviously you've had a lot of fights um, under your own belt, 47 uh, fights in total, boxing, MMA, and Muay Thai. Uh, what was it like for you being cornered in your fights? Um, I really had a, diff a lot of different experiences because when um, I first trained, I was with an American kickboxing trainer and I felt like he was really aggressive and like angry and that's how I kind of fought and then I went to Master Toddy's and had totally different style of love and like just um they kind of pumped you up like instead of saying you're doing bad there was more you're doing good keep going type of trainers and then um Sometimes I'd have a, a trainer that would be like, oh, you got lucky, you won, or you're going to lose unless you knock him out. And then when I met Wayne, it was always just kind of like serious business. But Wayne was also very a supportive trainer. Like he never got mad at me in the corner. And um, it was always like, pump me up. It was, it was really good having Wayne in the corner. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I had many different experiences. Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you have a fair amount of fight experience and then, you know, the different trainers. Um, who who were your trainers while you were at Master Toddy's? Was it Luke Chan and um, Master Chan as well? I think. That's yeah, what I had um, Master. I, I remember so well Master Chan being in my corner in um, Nebraska. I fought over there. Or was it Minnesota? I think it was Minnesota. I fought an American kickboxing fight where it was like above the waist only have to do nine kicks per round. It was really silly. And he was just like, you have to knock her out with the right hand. Like he was just screaming at me and that, but it was good. It was, it, it didn't feel like I'm failing. It felt like go for it. You got this type of trainer. And then um, master Toddy was always just like focused and, you know, telling me what to do and then the ties were just so nurturing in the corner like they give you water massages and you know stretch you out and you were just 
ready. Mm -hmm. You were just groomed and ready. So I love that. Yeah, and that was, um, I. What's that? Was Master Green and mm -hmm. Master Jadette. And like I fought in Thailand with Jadette because he was there for a good year. And um, he didn't speak any English and I didn't speak much Thai, but we, I understood what he was telling me. And yeah, I ended up winning all my fights with him in my corner. Mm -hmm. uh, one second. I need to uh, switch my Wi-Fi connection. Can you just repeat that little bit about being uh, cornered by the Thai trainers? Okay. Um, yeah. So Master Green, he was um, a really good trainer and he was just so nurturing in the corner and just like, they just massaged you and told you the right advice. And, you know, you hundred percent believe them. And also like I had Master Jadet and he was, um, he's still a trainer in Thailand and, and he's such a cool guy, but like, even with the language barrier, you just understood and it, just was always amazing cornerman work. Mm -hmm. What gym was that out of? That was Master Toddy's. Oh, okay. So he brought in really good trainers. Like mm -hmm. Luke Chong was a good trainer. Chan, Chan was a good trainer. Um, it was His name was Mong Kong Kiao and, mm -hmm. uh, and Jadet. Mm -hmm. I forget his full Thai name, but yeah. he was really cool. What do you feel the differences are or were between Wayne and the Thai trainers? I, I think they kind of like just massage you a lot in the corners and, you know, they're just having the, maybe the ice and with massaging with the ice. Whereas kind of, I think maybe normal, like, I guess foreigner people would just put like bags of ice in spots. They don't really massage you as much in the mm -hmm. corner and they don't ba bathe you with so much water. <laughs> like in, in Thai trainers, it's like a bath. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> so <you> just... <laughs> I, I do it too. Like if I'm in, if I'm working corners and like, I know it's hot, I will, I will give them a bath in the corner. <laughs> Do you like that better than the just putting the ice on or what? Yeah, for sure. I like the bath, but it's funny. I've had students hate cold water uh -huh. and they don't, they don't want it around them. And I'm like, what? Are you serious? Like, it's amazing. Yeah. I feel like the cold water wakes you up and it also helps, you know, dramatically reduce any inflammation immediately. I think it's the yeah. cold water is a good thing. Yeah. And I love like when they like pull your hair, and, mm. like shake your head a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works. Yeah. I've been told actually to like pull, pull people's hair until they like shake the head. If they've gotten uh, punched in the head a fair amount or if they're slightly concussed, you massage the temples and like pull back the hair to sort of bring blood into the head. Yeah, um, that's good. It makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. In a scientific way, if you think about it, it's like, why would you do that? And it just, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. What What are some of the other differences you've experienced between um, being cornered by Wayne or other Westerners and some of the ties? 
Um, I just, I love the way the ties cheer in the corner. Like even if you're fighting in Australia or, or America and you have ties in your corner, they, they cheer so much more. Whereas, you know, the, the, the long or the foreigners, they, they just go like, come on, do this, do that. And they're kind of more, I don't know, in a way they're, I'm very like that though. Like mm -hmm. I will be like, do this, do that. And I've had a student, like she's amazing. She's like a remote control, anything I say she would do. And she was just like one of the, the greatest fighters to have. Cause you know, she's going to listen to you. She, you know, that she's going to win. Mm -hmm. And um, so you have students like that as well. But um, I don't know. I think, I think it's all different. And Wayne's very Thai style. So he was always amazing to have in the corner. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely yeah. understand your point because like the ties are always like, oh, hey, you know, they make all the exclamations yeah. and, you know, waving their hands when you make a big point or something. And yes. It, it, it is important, especially because judges do get influenced by the crowd. Yes, and I've done that where I was, I will influence judges by being like, yep, yeah, that's a good tape. Yep, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, yeah, and cheer him. And I'm like, I know it's not pretty, but I know that they're still landing and I want to give them credit for mm -hmm. every hit they're landing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, what is, you mentioned uh, one of your female fighters, but I assume you've cornered a bunch of people. What has it been like for you to corner people and what's your experience been? Uh, I I find it just like another day in the office. Like I love being there for them because I'm always there in the gym as they're training. And even if I'm not holding pads for them, like uh, Wayne's so busy with his career, I'll match the fights. But I always ask him, of course. I'm like, can you know, can this person fight here and there? But like I kind of I feel so invested in them. And then as a corner man, I want to give them the best advice and like only a couple times I was like, man, I wish I did this. I, I wish I said that because maybe it could have made a difference in the decision. But um, I think it comes down to a lot of the times of fighters, if they are good listeners and they are taking your advice. So um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy, enjoy my job. Mm -hmm. And well, I try to be in everyone's corner that I can, but sometimes if like, I'm not really involved in them and there's other guys involved in the gym. I kind of step to the side and I'll just cheer very loud from the crowd and they always hear me. Like you can hear me from in any stadium. You can hear me. <laughs> you just have a very loud, distinctive voice. Yes, because I'm like the only American here. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I just have a very loud voice that I can kind of shout and, mm -hmm. and cheer them from afar. And you said the girl, the girl, sorry, the girl that I was saying that um, she's like a remote control. It's so funny. One day she was having this fight and she was first this girl and she was so big and tall. And I was like, told her mom, I was like, I can't go in her corner. I'm too nervous. I can't be there because she's like a, a, a family daughter to me. So I came to the crowd and I was cheering so loud that somebody actually recorded it and my head was going to the side and my hands were going up like, and she did amazing. And we were so happy because I was so scared for her before that match. That's like the only couple times that I've 
not gone to the corner because I was like, I'm too nervous. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've definitely felt that way before. You know, some sometimes with certain fighters, I'll be more nervous than others. Um, you know, even if I know they've trained hard and they're well prepared. I remember distinctly this one time, my friend Juan, he fought at Raja Demnan. And he'd been like on a bad losing streak and it was a big deal for him to fight at the stadium. And I was really confident in how he would do, but I was so nervous, like walking in and walking to the ring. I was like, oh my God, don't, don't fuck this up. Don't fuck this up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, it is something about how much you're uh, emotionally invested in someone. Yeah. And like, I'd always bet on her to win, but then this one girl was so big and I was like, oh, I'm not really happy about this. What do we do? Like, I'm just like, it was in an open tournament and, uh, and um, I was just like, oh, I'm not going in a corner. <laughs> her mom's like, holy crap, you're not going in a corner. You, this is not good. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I'm too nervous. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, what what do you do to sort of deal with your own nerves when you're cornering? I'll have a beer. <laughs> I, I honestly, you know what? In the corner, I'm fine. Like, it's not a problem. With Jasmine fighting overseas, and I have to watch it live on TV, I am pacing back and forth. I cannot handle it. It's just, it makes me sick. I, like, feel nauseous, and it's very frustrating and very... It's very hard for me not to be there for her. Mm -hmm. And Jazzy has fought in Canada. She's fought in Thailand as well. Um, yeah. Has, has she had a lot of overseas fights? She's had three fights in Thailand, and yeah. she had one fight in Canada mm -hmm. and two fights in England. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that must be hard to watch. You can't really do anything. I mean, you can call, maybe call Wayne on his phone and tell Jazzy blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter because it's like, it's all out the window. I, she's been gone a week. I can't help her, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's up to her and her trainers, like, if they do the right thing and, and have the right, you know, camp. In Thailand, she does very well. They're very similar size because Jazzy's quite short. But yeah. in uh, Eng England, she she had this one day, she was so sick. And um, she was like, I, I can't remember what happened, but she she was terribly ill and could barely eat and had diarrhea and stuff like that. That was Thailand as well. So twice she's been really sick, and I'm like, are you going to fight? What's going on? Is it nerves? What's happening? But, like, sometimes even cutting weight is just makes you feel so off that, yeah. you know, you're like, ah, oh, they're not going to do so well. And sometimes they do great, you know? Like. Yeah. It just whatever happens depends how big your heart is. Absolutely. Um, what are some of the specific things that you like to do when you're in the corner for someone? Um, I really brought on back the massage thing with the ice and water, like doing the biceps and doing the shoulders. And um, if they have sorbets on the legs, I'll rub up and down. Like instead of just setting the ice there, I, I feel like it's, important to to give it a good massage and keep it circulating and cool keep them cool mm -hmm. do you tell them anything specific or how do you oh, 
at things. Yeah, I always tell them like, hey, you need to go in, you need to do that or, you know, go forward and make sure you like if somebody's losing on the outside, I'll be like, you're losing on the outside, you need to clinch mm-hmm. or, you know, you're you're losing on the clinch, you need to stay on the outside. And um, yeah, like the last time I worked one of my fighters corners, she had the biggest cut and I hate blood. Like if I was fighting, I don't care. But looking at it, like, I don't look at my kids' cuts. I just can't handle it. And I was like, uh, yeah, so you cut pretty bad. <laughs> and then I, and I was like, what would John Wayne Parr and Cowboy Cerrone do? And she's like, gonna go fight. And I was like, okay, cool, you're sweet. Because if she said, oh, my God, my face is cut, I would be like, throw in the towel. It's disgusting. But no, nah, she, was, she was so tough. And I was like, good good luck in this last round like I put the you know the uh, adrenaline and Vaseline I was just like oh this is bad this is <laughs> terrible yeah like I've been in, I've been in the corner once and I was like oh I can't handle that I was like it's it's pretty nasty and she's like all right if you want to stop it stop it I was like okay stop this fight please <laughs> like I, it, it's so rough uh-huh um, so I love Wayne to be there in the corner because I don't like dealing with that part. Uh huh. I hate that part. Like blood. No, I hate it. Yeah, I definitely understand. I I had uh, three fighters in the last month that have all been cut, and uh, all of them have been pretty bad. And the I actually didn't. It was my first experience dealing with cuts, and so I was like, oh fuck, fuck. What do I do? What do I do? And the first time I was, it was okay. The second time I just had a tie jump in. And the third time I was able to deal with it because I noticed what the tie had done, but I was still so nervous. And, you know. Do they I, have adrenaline in Thailand? No, no one uses adrenaline. Um, the, so what I did is you just um, use like gauze and you just press the wound for a while and try and stem the blood uh. that way. You, so you hold it down for the entire two or three minutes, uh, two minute break, and then two minutes. right before the uh, bout gets going again, you put a bunch of Vaseline on it. Um, yeah. The, the second guy it's, that- Yeah, you like push it together a bit. Huh? Um, the the yeah. second guy, guy that got cut, Omar, he, I put like the Vaseline on too fast and also too much and they like oh bob of it like ran into his eye i was oh no he's oh (laughs) no but luckily the referee uh the referee noticed him wiped it away and so it was he ended up winning you're like ah poor guy can't see (laughs) i was so nervous about it though um yeah so um you've you've also promoted a handful of shows as well correct a handful i've probably done like 30 40 shows oh yeah so yeah a lot (laughs) when um i first came here i was like oh let's do smokers so so you know in california where they just come in weigh in on the day get matched with somebody similar weight and experience and um i was like let's do that here so the the first one we had like 50 people rock up i was like okay this is difficult and then so we started pre-matching them and then we just had like lots of amateur shows we had like four a year and um i've been i promoted for the last 
17 years and I didn't promote last year because mm-hmm. uh, I was kind of tired of it. And I was just like, it's such a mission. Like sometimes you make money, sometimes you lose money. So I just took, I was like, I'm taking a year off. I'm not going to pressure myself to do shows and uh, just concentrate and pick whatever fights I want to go to. If I don't want to go to a fight show, I don't have to go. Like instead of trying to make everyone happy and, you know, support everyone. I was just like, I'll just do what we got to do and get fighters matched with good, fair matches. And yeah, I just had a, a year off and this is now my second year off. So mm-hmm. um, like, I really want to have a big cage Muay Thai show again, mm-hmm. but just with the COVID, I just, you're going to have to do so much work to make mm-hmm. it happen. So I'm not going to put any pressure on myself at the moment. I'm just going to keep cruising and, if I feel like it's the right time, we'll do it again. Because I do a lot of the work. Wayne does the work on the day, but John Wayne, but I do a lot of the pre-work. Mm-hmm. And it's a, definitely a lot of work organizing everything, getting the judges, referees, medical people. Yeah. Base set up, you know, the matchmaking, the times, the weigh-ins. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's not easy. Definitely. And since you've promoted so many shows, you've probably seen a lot of different corners. Um, Do you sort of pay attention to them and how do they act? Yeah, um, we've had a a gym that had a lot of Thai trainers and because it was a cage Muay Thai, you know, everybody's around the cage sitting VIP and the Thai trainers would always stand up and yell and it was like so funny, but it was like, guys, please sit down. I know you're excited. You know, it's, it was a little bit different than having in the corner that you could be in the corner and it'd be safe, like kind of hidden away. Whereas in the ring, because we had a circular ring. So I saw they were like kind of crazy and excitable. Um, I, I, you've had, I've had everything, you know, you have passionate corners that, you know, think their fighter won and they lost and they you know spit the dummy and um do you know what that means no what is that spit the dummy yeah so that's an aussie saying is like i think it's like when they a baby spits out their pacifier and cries <laughs> so like they would spit the dummy and they you know they're like having a they're complaining in the corner <laughs> so you have that as well you have um uh, you just have, yeah, the cornermen, they're all good in Australia. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, Aussies go to Thailand and they learn, you know, the traditional Thai way. So everybody's pretty, pretty good here. Mm-hmm. And when people do spit the dummy, what do you do? To- <laughs> you sound so funny saying that. Yeah, it's good. I'm get- I'm definitely getting used to it. You like it. it. Uh, it's funny. It's funny for sure. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, this is the thing. In Thailand, you can't be disrespectful to the judges and referees and cuss at them and yell at them. But in Australia, they kind of do. And it's kind of rude. But, like, they get away with it. Uh, I've had referees where I'm like, okay, I do want to contest this. This is wrong. And they'll be like, we don't care. Mm. It, there's no contesting it. My, mm. you, can, you can complain to me all you want. It doesn't matter. It's not going to mm. change anything. I'm like, okay, cool. 
that sucks. (laughs) So, yeah, you've had people, you know, they compromise and they let you contest it and they'll watch the videos. And then there's also, uh, you know, people that like, so what? My word's final. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, and in terms of fighters, uh, what type of fighters have you cornered? Um, you said you talked a bit about the female fighters. Have you cornered a lot of male fighters? Have you cornered uh, Jazzy? Have you cornered Wayne? Um, I've never really been in Wayne's corner, but I will yell at him as loud as I can and he'll hear me. So one fight he was... Um, fighting in cage Muay Thai and I was like I can't watch I'm too nervous I walked away and I was like I'm just gonna not be in his thing and they're like he just got dropped and then I was like oh. and then they're like he got dropped again I was like shit I gotta go yell at him like and he finished the five rounds and he was just like such a warrior but um I don't I'm not in his corner but he can definitely hear me mm-hmm. and um with Jasmine, I'm in her corner, and with um, the girls and the guys, I'll be in their corner. But like, if if the guys, if I don't really work with the guys in the gym and they have their own thing, I I, I don't have to be in their corner. I'm happy to just go in the crowd and cheer them. Mm-hmm. You don't feel obligated to be there for everyone. No, I don't. But like a lot of people, like I've gotten into having jujitsu and MMA into the gym, and our next. Um, fighter that's fighting on an MMA show I was like I actually can't be there because it's Halloween and I got to take my kids trick-or-treating and I was like but Wayne's gonna be there but now Wayne can't go and I was like listen Jazzy said you'll babysit I'll be in your corner and he was like that makes me so happy Mm -hmm. because he knows how much I'm passionate about it like about growing with evolving with the MMA and the jiu-jitsu so um he's quite happy for me to be in his corner so you know I do have those relationships with the fighters that they do want me there so it's nice nice to feel appreciated yeah that's good I mean you do have some MMA experience do you feel there's a difference between cornering the different sports between cornering MMA boxing and Muay Thai um, well, I haven't really been in MMA corner, but I've been, I've been training and helping like watching Jesse and my son, cause he's 12 and my daughter doing, um, jujitsu comps. And I'm, I feel like I'm saying the right things and I know what they're capable of. So I don't know everything. So of course I don't feel like I'm any type of expert. I'm just a good cheerleader. So I just try to give my best cheers and like push them to do something that's working and just keep going at it you know like i just keep keep pushing them up like i want them to to not stop doing what they're doing because it seems to be working and Mm -hmm. or get out of that and change the game plan so um i'm not an expert in mma or jujitsu but i'm just cheering for them and i think that helps in the corner for sure and you talked a little bit about cornering Jazzy or not actually being at her fights, but what is it like being in her corner for bouts? It's good. I love being in her corner, but it can also be very bad because I can be her worst critic. Mm-hmm. So if she's not doing well, I will give it to her. And sometimes she doesn't feed off of that energy very well. So it's not very good for me to be in her corner, but I really feel like I need to be because I care so much about her. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, it's difficult, you know, like I do see the right things. I know what she's good at. I know what kind of game plans that we need to do, but I just feel that sometimes I push her in a negative way or she's mm-hmm. taking it in a negative way. And then she'll start like getting down about it, you know, like mm-hmm. she's not so she's not like getting stronger. She's getting weaker in the corner. Mm-hmm. And have so you- I have to pick my, I have to, I have to tune it in a more positive way with her. Mm-hmm. So she reacts better. And you said, Jesse, your son has done a little bit of jujitsu. Has he done any Muay Thai or boxing fights? Yes, he has. He's had seven um, Muay Thai fights and he's won four, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, he lost three. Um, really didn't like losing. Same with jujitsu. He hates it. He's so competitive. But um, like, it's one of those things you got to train for it if you want to. Mm-hmm. You want to be successful. Can and you hold one second? Yes. Can you pause it? Mm-hmm. Hold on one second. Are we talking about Jesse? Yes. So, so yeah, Jesse had seven fights and four wins, three losses. And have you ever cornered him? Yes. So I'm also very tough with him, but he took it really well. It was so good. Like he got hit pretty hard and I was like, don't you cry. Don't you cry. And I looked at him and he's just like, so, okay, mom, I'm not going to cry. He's just so tough. You know, he's, he's just, he's, he's just stubborn and tough. And what is it like for you cornering him versus Jess, uh, Jazzy? Is there a difference? And do you oh, like treat them different, do you feel? No, I treat them both the same. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm, I'm a tough mom. Like, I, I just want the best. They're the ones that choose to do it. Like, only one fight I ever really asked Jesse to do on short notice. And I don't push my kids to do anything like my son now is doing jujitsu comps i was like son i can't pay for every comp you want to do it's they're too regular like it's all the time and he's like but i really want to do it i was like all right well you gotta you know you gotta train hard and i'm not gonna buy you games if you want to do jujitsu you gotta you gotta choose what you want to do you can't do everything you want to do and he's like i really want to do the comp so it's him 100%. With Jazzy, I said, you know, if you want to do this next comp, you got to pay for it. And she paid for the last one, and she was very happy to do it. Mm. So so they're very self-driven. I do not like to push my kids to do anything because I just feel like I'm not going to get the best from them. Yeah, I think that is generally true with most any fighter, to be honest, you know. If they're not self-driven, they're probably not going to succeed. Yeah, and Jazzy's so self-driven. Like today, she's like, I went for a run. I'm going to go for another run. And she, she, I don't have to ask her to do anything. She just pushes herself as much as she can. And then she'll be like, okay, I can't train anymore. I'm, I'm tired and, and like she's exhausted. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel having fought has changed your experience and sort of understanding of being a corner? Well, I know that you can be pushed to push so far out of your comfort zone and you can do anything that 
like I know sometimes fear takes over, but you could literally go vomit and shit yourself, like have diarrhea and still fight and win a fight. So I know that you can still overcome anything that you have. Um, like I just, I, I don't feel sorry for people if they talk a big game and then they come to the fight and they kind of shit themselves. I'm like, come on, you did it. You know, mm -hmm. you're the one who said you're going to do this and that show me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I just know what the mind and the body is capable of. And if the mind is so strong, you know, they're going to be so successful. Mm -hmm. It's such a mental game. And like, that's what Wayne is so successful. Why Wayne is so successful is because he just loves it. And he doesn't, he's not afraid. He's just like, this is, I wake up to fight and it's like Christmas day. He just is so excited about it. And when I find those fighters that are just like smiling in the back and just like fit and strong, it's just like, makes my job so much easier mm -hmm. and how has owning a gym changed your understanding of cornering obviously in it's meant that you've seen a lot but what are some of the other things that have changed in your sort of understanding experience um i'm trying to think of not being a gym owner i feel like i've always been a gym owner like even when I worked at Master Toddy's, I was trying to sell memberships for people to become fighters and help them do promotions. Like it was always the goal, but really only 10% of the gym fights, mm -hmm. 10, 20%, the rest is all fitness. So you got to realize that some people don't want to fight, but they just want to train like a fighter. So the people that don't want to fight, you still got to take care of them. And the people that do want to fight, you know, you just got to support them. And if they, if they're working and, you know, if they miss a couple of sessions, like you can't be too hard on them, especially in Australia. Wayne's like, you know, I was like, Oh, he missed two days, blah, blah, blah. I'm so angry. And he'd be like, no, they got to have a life too. So basically they're not making all their money income from fighting. So you just got to support their normal daily habits as well as life and fighting. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I just as a I don't I'm not I don't take it as serious now for everyone, like that they have to be there every day. You know, I if they miss a day it's no biggie, like in Australia for us. Mm hmm And who if you had an ideal corner, what would they be like and who would it be? Ideal corner? Yeah. Like um, I always loved my husband in my corner because I told him, I was like, you have to yell at me. And like, he just always would give me the best advice. I know what he was saying is real, like and true. Mm -hmm. Like I just, and, and because he's got the Thai style, like he's always my ideal quarterback. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and you know, it's always good having a couple of ties in the corner and screaming mm -hmm. and jumping around. <laughs> they're, they're just so excitable. Yeah, for sure. What, do you see like that there's common problems in, with corner men, like things that they do wrong a lot? Um, one thing that, the only thing that I can think of is 
is a cornerman getting in front of your face when it's time for you to breathe and catch your breath back. Mm-hmm. Like they're already breathing hard, but they're screaming in your face. It's like, nah, back off. And I'll tell my trainers, I'll be like, step back. I'll, a head trainer, anyone, I'll make sure they step back to give that fighter breath. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I always get my fighters to take like three deep breaths when they come back and slow their heart rate. That's like the main thing. So I think sometimes when you got four people yelling at you is a problem. That's a problem. Yeah, for sure. Have you taught people how to corner before? Yeah, I, I sort of. Um, like I, I had my friend who has no idea how to corner. I'll be like, hey, I need you to jump in. So you're going to put the stool up and this guy's going to put the ice on the neck and, and then I'll jump in and talk to the fighter so you just pass me the stuff that i need so yeah i've had a i've had to get some substitute trainer cornerman mm-hmm. uh, but i haven't done like a course or anything or say yeah. hey guys this is like a practice run at the gym mm-hmm. it's just like all right let's wing it <laughs> <laughs> and um i mean how do you feel you learned how to corner having great corners Mm-hmm. I think has taught me so much with experience and what's wrong and what's correct. And, and master Toddy taught me a lot. Like he really analyzed everything like as, as a trainer, like he's like, you know, your trainer shouldn't do this. Your trainer shouldn't do that. Like he, he taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just wrapping things up. Uh, was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about? Um, let me think. Not really. I think probably the next, the next big thing out of the Parr family is Jazzy continuing fighting. I really, I really love her to go back to Thailand and and fight a lot there. And she just loves the Thai culture and she Mm -hmm. just loves Thailand. And, you know, it's amazing. And she's fits in so well over there because she is quite petite. Like I'm a taller fighter. I was five, seven back when I fought in Thailand, there was no girls, my size. They, the Thai girls were tiny. They were like 50 kilos and Jazzy fights at like 50 kilos. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I really think it's cool that she truly loves Muay Thai and um, yeah, I hope to see her um, back in Thailand soon. And, and yeah, I hope, to see her become a world champion yeah and now is a great time for foreign female fighters in thailand there's a lot of growing opportunities as well entertainment shows are having them and now there's like bigger stadium belts on the line and all sorts of things are happening so hopefully yeah can get over here um if that would be so cool want to follow you or where should they look for you to sort of follow yeah you and Jazzy, the rest so, of the yeah, family. So, yeah, we all have an Instagram. So, John Wayne, Jasmine, Jazzy Parr, Angela Parr, Jesse James Parr. Uh, I think Jesse is like the real Jesse James. I'm not sure, but he's so good at jujitsu. And I know it's not Thai boxing, but I'm just so proud of him that he just loves martial arts. Mm-hmm. And um, like Gemma loves, so Gemma's so cute. She's six and um like she she tells her daddy daddy i I love muay thai more than 
BJJ, but she's so keen to jump in BJJ comps and she's six years old. And yeah, I think all, I'm so happy that all my family loves martial arts. So I'm pretty lucky. And I hope you, I hope all the followers follow them and watch them grow through the sport because I, I'm sure they're going to stick with it. Well, I'll definitely uh, keep my eye out for them. Um, and I'm excited to, for them and for you, you've, you guys have done a lot for the sport. So I'm really oh, thank you. honored to uh, have gotten a chance to talk to you, Andrew. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be um, interviewed um, with the other guys too, and that you chose me. Thank you. So that concludes the interview with Angie, which I thought was super informative. It was a very good segment, especially considering some of the different angles in which we covered cornering. Angie really focused on the emotions of the sport and what happens emotionally, which I think is very, very important. Obviously, in cornering and in fighting, a big part of it is controlling your emotions or dealing with your emotions in positive ways and understanding some of the impact that it has on your fighting and in the fight game. So I really appreciated what Angie had to say. Obviously, she's done a ton for the sport and her family, putting on all those promotions, being in John Wayne's corner, being in her kids' corners, her own fight career. She's a very, very accomplished athlete and promoters and gym owner the accolades go on so i really appreciate her taking her time out and i think she has a lot of really important things to say so as i mentioned before the next series will be about muay thai gram it will be a series of interviews with the founders brett halvachak alfredo perez myself along with the sponsored athletes jaleel barnes Brogan Stewart, Omar Halalbi, and Angela Chang. So excited for that. And then I think after that will be a series on Nak Moi Ying. As always, thank you so much to Patrick Rivera for helping me get this show started. This has been On Fighting in Thailand, the best news and analysis covering the economics and infrastructure of Muay Thai. I'm Matt Lucas, journalist, commentator, and ex-Muay Thai fighter. Make stronger fighters, make stronger people.